Staples Center, home of the Los Angeles Lakers, right. Clippers, and not anymore. Not anymore. Clippers have their own place, but go on. Right now they do. Yeah, they just built one recently, <laughs> not too long ago. It's they they have this whole thing about wanting to get out of the shadow of like the big brother Lakers. Yeah, because they because they will right. Anyways, and also the Los Angeles Knights, often forgotten about, most and Los Angeles Sparks. Most importantly, Los Angeles Sparks. Um, is being renamed in a $700 million deal, 20 years, Crypto.com will... Um, max contract, if I've ever heard one. ...take the naming rights. It will be Crypto.com Arena. Really rolls off the tongue. Just like Staples Center does. They're putting .com in the arena name. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the .com, like the crypto.com arena. Arena, yeah. Not slash arena. Crypto.com slash arena. That would sound more, that would make more sense to me. But it's just going to be crypto.com arena. Arena. And they're going to leave the .com in there? For that, sure. That seems mm-hmm. like a bad choice. Yeah, starting on Christmas Day, actually. So really soon. Wow. Merry Christmas, Kobe Bryant fans. Yeah. The iconic stadium that, you know, your favorite player played in is now going to be named after money. There were air quotes around that money. Quote, money, end quote. Yeah, because they paid in USD. Oh, so it really should be like the money.com arena. Yeah. Because they're not actually using (laughs) cryptocurrency. No, but they like to talk about it. But they like to talk about it. And on their website, you can buy an NFT. Which, speaking of, you can buy Cold Takes NFTs. No way. You can. What? Yep. Is... You give us um, $40,000, and we will give you the digital rights to um, something. We'll just draw up anything. And because you just want something so bad and you have $40,000, you'll buy it. Here's the deal. Not a joke. Not a joke. We'll make that happen. Yeah, not a joke. This is how the actual global market is working right now. Provide us with $40,000 and we'll make it happen. I'm terrified. Hey. Hey, listener. Hey, listener. Hello, welcome. Welcome Welcome to Cold Takes. Welcome to Cold Takes. Episode 14. We're really getting up there. We're really getting up there. We're going to have to start counting. Yeah. I I couldn't tell you what episode this is, except you just did, and it's 14. And it's 14. Anyways, here's the music. We can start them now. Okay. We can do that now. We can do that now. All right. I am Riley McCullough. Dante Edwards is me. Is you. And you are listening to Cold Takes. Here we are. Um, Like we said, episode 14. Dante, what we got to talk about today? Not what what do we got to talk about, but what do we have to talk about today? What do we have to talk about today? Well, uh, what do we got to talk about? What do we got to talk about? There's a lot of things. So this is kind of a two-week episode, so it's going to be a little full. Okay. A lot of things that we got to talk about. Yeah. And we'll just hit the biggies. We'll hit the biggies. And we'll hit some smallies. Some smallies, perhaps. I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Um, but we're going to talk about what we got to talk about. Um, I'm going to debut a new segment. Might be fun. Oh, can't wait. And uh, as always, we're going to get into the sleeper sleeper of the week. But before that, Riley, what's going on with uh, TFC Basketball? TFC basketball, that is a great question. On the men's side, 
they are up in Louisville, KY this week. Mm. Um, they are playing in what I believe is like the NCCAA kickoff tournament. Um, oh, okay. So they're playing a lot of teams that we have not played before, um, or at least that I've never seen like their name. Uh, so tonight uh, we're recording on Thursday, November 18th. Tonight we are playing Grace Christian University, and then uh, that's in like a couple hours from when we're recording. Ooh. And then we have Boyce College that is on Friday, and on Saturday we have Great Lakes Christian College, the Crusaders. Might have to stream that GCU game. Might have to stream it. The boys looking pretty good right now, sitting at 5-3. and three. Mm, um, That's a nice record. Been putting up a lot of points. Um, the least amount of points that we have scored is 63, um, which that that is like a normal That's college like basketball yeah. score. Um, but they, we put up 104 against the Crown College. Uh, we don't have to talk about that game. Uh, I wasn't at it, but I did hear plenty from Dante and um, other students. <clears throat> Heard it was a fine one to miss. Um, not very exciting. About a 51-point 50, blowout. Um, but some of the other games played really good. Uh, Bryan College, I thought we played really well against them. Um, was streaming that one. So yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good win. Yeah, and then game. on the other side, the girls are sitting at 4-2. and two. Uh, Again, they're playing good, also scoring points um, the least amount. They scored. They had 40 against Truett. Truett's a good team, though. Um, but they have also scored 88 uh, in their last game against yeah, Johnson down on their road trip in Florida. Can't wait for them to return. Yes. Really looking forward to some games. And uh, tonight, actually, they are playing in Lookout Mountain, playing hmm. Covenant College. The Scots is what the logo says. I didn't know they were called the Scots. Huh. I just felt like they were called the Bears or Lions or something. Seems like it. Lookout Mountain? Uh, Lookout Mountain. That can't be too far because the mountains are near here. Mountains are near here, yeah. But I've heard of Covenant College. College I bet you if I had to put money on it, mm, we've probably played six different Covenant Colleges since I've been here. So it's hard to keep keep count, really. At least, yeah. Yeah. Different stuff like that. This weekend, the girls go down to Brunel in Gainesville. Just kidding. I just saw how that game was canceled. Um, but next week, we do play – sorry, not next week, but the week after Thanksgiving when we're back. Um, we play Carolina University at home Ooh. on Wednesday. Home game. Cannot wait. Home game. Carolina University. Uh, they kind of stole Bob Jones's branding. Bruins also? Bruins also. Same colors and everything? Not same colors. They have yellow in there. Okay. But, Seems I mean, just Bruins, Bruins, you know. Yeah, and why would you take anything of Bob Jones's? I have no idea. Hey, yeah. Bob Jones, if you're listening to this, um, probably uh, stop. stop. Yeah. yeah. I think it's safe to say, stop. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, we just don't want you listening to us. Yeah. Also, um, if you could do us a favor and let us know what a Bruin is, that'd be great. But, af- yeah. but like after that, just, like, don't even worry about it. And maybe just, like, what's the significance of a Bruin? Like, how many Bruins are up there in... Um, Bob Jones University. Bob Jones University, Bill. <laughs> yeah, any yeah. Bruins in attendance? I don't think so. Uh, probably people who say they are, but yeah, it's probably what they say they are. They're actually humans. Probably people say eh. a lot of things. Anyways, weird. Um, a quick update about cold takes, though. Uh, this semester we've one basketball season started later in the semester, um, so we are only on our fifth episode of the semester. We'll right. probably at least do one more uh, that week we get back from Thanksgiving. And then next semester, we've kind of talked about we want to focus a good bit more on TFC 
uh, basketball mm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we will, we're going to try to get to talking to players, get some interviews and stuff. Um, hopefully have at least some players on the pod, maybe even a coach, um, or something like that. Maybe. And no so promises. we, um, it's a lot easier. I feel like for people to keep up with TFC basketball, because you know, we go to class with them, yeah. um, than it is to keep up with NBA for me and you, it's easier to keep up with the NBA. Oh, not easier, but it's easy to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, for the audience, for the audience, we'd also just really love to connect the like students with the players. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big deal. We'd like to bridge that gap. The players are really cool. Students yeah. are really cool. And I feel like we were talking about this earlier. I feel like we just have such a fun group of basketball players yeah. this year. Like just a very very fun. Just really like in previous years, the basketball players have always been like cool guys. But, yeah. Like, this year it feels like it's like almost stepped up a notch mm. like the players just seem really cool really approachable really personable yeah personable it makes like going to the games more fun because it's like yeah. oh i know that guy yeah you know so we'll try to we'll try to spread that love as much as we can community community as tfc loves to say as we love to say and do let me not throw slander on tfc whoa a quick warning for our listeners we're about to talk about ben simmons if you're unable to listen totally understand can skip ahead a few minutes just uh see how long we're talking about him i'll be honest it's at least five minutes thanks see ya so here's what we got to talk about and again this is two weeks of news and also some questions that are ripe for cold takes so we'll start with the news first of all the celtics and 76ers have engaged in ben simmons trade talks i've heard Around Jalen Brown. Including Jalen Brown. Including Jalen Brown. Yeah. And there is more to this story, but we'll get there in a second. Riley, how does that make you feel? As a a Celtics being like your side team, how does that make you feel? Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, the Celtics, for me and Dante, first and foremost, we're both Hawks fans, Atlanta through and through. um, Go Braves. But we do, we, we did grow up in an era where the Hawks were bad. And so kind of to get some... Uh, you know, secondary like entertainment or just right. any bit of satisfaction. Right in the mid two thousands, as an Atlanta sport, mid two thousand tens, as an Atlanta sports fan. Right, uh, we had to kind of look for other teams. So I like the Celtics a little bit. Dante's team is the Thunder, um, who maybe brought him joy at one point, but now eh, more pain. I don't um, know about that. Okay, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, I'm feeling pretty good. The Thunder are in the playing picture right now. Yeah, I heard they're gonna just probably beat the Rockets. Did they beat the Rockets last night? Oh, they, they beat them. They beat them. They beat them. They beat the tar. Yeah. The Rockets. the Rockets, I heard from Mike Wilbon, are the worst team in the NBA on purpose. By a lot. And yeah, it's very on purpose. Yeah. Um, as much as other teams may try, those, it's really mm. hard to be worse than the Rockets. Yeah. They're pretty bad. They're bad. They're quite bad. Um, anyways, Celtics, kind of my side team. Um, I love Jalen Brown more. I think I have one player in the NBA who's like character as a human being I admire more than Jalen Brown and that is Drew Holiday but I love Jalen Brown so much he is like a super smart guy like has multiple times gone and spoken at Harvard to students I want you guys to know that Riley is tearing up as he's saying I am I am (laughs) tearing up (laughs) there are tears being Um, manifested he he's such a cool guy he went to Cal Berkeley and just he's he's dope um also love how he plays basketball. I would be super sad to see Jalen Brown 
especially to go to a city like Philly, who Boston and Philly don't get along. They don't. Um, also, Atlanta and Philly don't get along. Also, Atlanta and Philly also don't Atlanta get along. Also, Atlanta and Boston don't get along. That's so, true. This is just bad for all well, of us. Well, it's because the world hates us, I think. Um, Something like that. Which is maybe a complex that we all have. Yeah, Anyways, sure. going back, I think that, um, first of all, I don't think that Daryl Morey and the 76ers would swap those two players. I think it would have to be Jalen Brown, and from what I heard, like probably Marcus Smart at least, if not um, James Naismith or another young guy, like a good piece, um, which I think is too much for Ben Simmons, who is a baby, um, sorry to say, and I, I don't know how he's going to play at all. Um, and if he thought that Philadelphia was a hard city to play in, um, I don't think Boston would be a great place to go to as like a safe haven. Under all those banners? Under all those banners. Mm-hmm. I hear Boston mm-hmm. fans really like to win. They do like winning. They do like winning. They do like to win around Boston. Mm. So, um, to that point, I love Jalen Brown. I agree with you in regards to his character. Mm-hmm. He is such an admirable guy. I think he and Jason Tatum cannibalize each other in Boston. That's fair. They're kind of not the same player, but they have very similar games, very similar builds, very similar strengths. And sometimes that can work, and sometimes it doesn't work so much. There's Mm. so much talent on that team. They're both so talented. But I think um, I would love to see Jalen Brown freed. Hmm. Um, There were some rumors last year that the Hawks and – the Celtics were talking about maybe a Jalen Brown swap. And then the Celtics With... said, well, then the Celtics said okay. that if you want to trade Jalen Brown, we'll take DeAndre Hunter and also John Collins mm. and also Trey Young. Yeah, which is actually our team. Which is too much, part, yeah. dare I say, to pay for Jalen Brown. Yeah. And so Travis Schlenk laughed and hung up the phone. Um, So hearing – the possibility of Jalen Brown being on another team, especially a team that needs a perimeter shot creator, mm-hmm. kind of got me excited. I would love yeah. to see Jalen Brown be able to like spread his wings and just create all the perimeter shots yeah. he wants. And also to just give the ball to Joel Embiid and take a couple plays off. Yeah. that I think they'd play well together. Yeah. That being said, Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown is... Like, almost tied for the most important player on the Celtics right now. It's probably Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown is right there. Yeah. In terms of importance. Very important. So important. And you're going to trade him for Ben Simmons? Not only, I don't think Ben Simmons' game would line up well with the Celtics. He has a a very particular offensive game, let's say. And um, he needs a very particular... So, like supporting cast, let's say. Yeah. I don't think the Celtics are that. But also, I don't know how he would survive that kind of environment. Like you were saying, like playing underneath those rafters, like being Ben Simmons, who's kind of expressed some feelings of entitlement before. You can't be entitled in Boston. Yeah. You just have to tilt your head upwards like 60 degrees. And see like a million retired jerseys and like a million championship banners. And then you have to remind yourself, oh, I'm 25 and I haven't actually done anything yet. Yeah. And let me go practice some jump shots maybe. Yeah. I I, I get it. 
Oh, for Jalen Brown's side is what I mean. Um, I I understand him, him and Jason kind of being on top of each other. Um, it stinks for the Sixers because it's just for Daryl Morey because it's like every trade possibility we've talked about, we've said the same thing. Well, it's great for the Sixers, but. The, the other, other team. The team would never say yes. Yeah, the other team would never say yes. And the reason is is that, I mean, there's all of this stuff. What's going to end up happening, I mean, I guess, is either someone's going to feel good about Simmons and they'll give him a chance and they will trade something that the Sixers want or the Sixers are just going to... How long do you hold out before it's like, we just got to get rid of him? Um, I'm, that's four what years, we're, apparently. That's what we're finding out. That's what we're finding out. The thing is, like, it's not only the attitude thing with Ben Simmons, but he's also such a specific player. Like, yeah. he's so, so good at such specific things and mm-hmm. so, so bad at other things. Yeah. If he doesn't get downhill on offense, I don't really see what he does. If you play him as a point guard, like, great. You have a 6'10 defensive ace of a point guard who yeah. can, like, make any pass. Um, But then the other team will just play the passing lanes – and and then and then what? Yeah. What's next? Or we'll just go under every single screen. And then what? Yeah. <clears throat> if you play him as like a power forward or a center, like he's a big and he's incredibly athletic and he's very fluid and he has ball skills, great. Um but the ball's not in his hands and he can't spot up. I guess he could rim run, but then you're just turning Ben Simmons into like Clint Capella. Yeah. And then what? So, like, being the kind of player that he is and having the weaknesses that he has, like, plenty of players make it in the league without being able to shoot, even today. Like, I know that it's, like, a three-point shooting league. I get it. But, Mm -hmm. like, even today, players find a way to become useful without a three-point shot. Yeah. I don't know if Ben Simmons can do that with the game that he has. I just – I think he's six foot ten. Like he's a point guard, he plays like that, but he is six foot ten, so he has the thing. Like that is the skill. Yeah, that there. is the skill. The skill is being six ten. Yeah, the fact that he's like a unicorn and can is mobile and athletic and can play. The fact that you're six foot ten, you can play defense on guards. Mm, that's pretty valuable. Um, but on the other side of the ball, I it's really it's he's gonna have to reinvent or just kind of move to another position. I'll say this. Last Christmas break, I was playing a lot of 2K. I was a point guard. I was on the Knicks. Asked for a trade to the Sixers. Got traded to the Sixers. They moved Ben to the four. Dante, we were unstoppable. What what skills did you take advantage of in, the, in that situation? Of Ben Simmons' skills? Yeah. Like, what did he do? I realized that no one cared about my player after I asked that question. <laughs> ben Simmons' skills, he just... He could post up. He listen. I'm not sure how accurate this is on real life, um, but would not miss anything in the paint. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very good. I mean, yes, yeah. downhill. Of course, he will. But if he could learn, if he could just learn to post up and have post moves, mm-hmm. and he's fast. He's faster than any other six foot ten guy in the league, mm-hmm. and is more mobile than any other six foot ten and above guy in the league. If he could play down low, he could play down low. Could be shades of Magic Johnson there. Yeah. You don't need to shoot. You're six foot ten. If he all if all of his offense came from transition, that would be great. 
Yes. Because he's 6'10", Sadly. can handle the ball, and is incredibly fast. Yeah. If he could learn, like, a post move. I was mm-hmm. thinking about this the other day. Like, post-ups are considered inefficient, but they're also isolation offense that lets the rest of the team move around and forces the defense to respond. Yeah, and he's already good at passing. And he's already good at passing. If you post up Ben Simmons and get, like, two decent cuts, instant offense. It's like... It's like microwavable offense. You just throw it in yeah. the microwave for 30 seconds, and you have yourself an yeah. offense. And you have two points. Um, the development of this story is that later on, a couple days later, um, Brad Stevens, who is now the president of basketball mm-hmm. operations in Boston, um, said that the rumor was laughable. Oh. He said he talked to Jalen Brown, and he was like, hey, man, that's not um, – we're not, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Because of, you know – Obvious reasons. Yeah. And Jalen Brown was like, yeah, right. I got you. Yeah, yeah. good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so that's not going to happen. So that's how that story ends. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Just like a little gaslight. Right. It's okay. just a little bit of gaslighting. Probably from Ben Simmons' camp. Probably of like, nah, he, he's in this People conversation. Want him. Celtics want him this bad. They want him so bad. If you want to trade for Ben Simmons, you better call now. Oh, man. And you it's... better... Because it's it's all as good it's as so done. It's so stressful. Like we're getting calls from everybody, everybody all the time. Even the G League. Everybody. Mostly the G League. Mostly the G League. Yeah. Some China <laughs> teams. Hmm. Sad case. Sad case. All right. Next thing we got to talk about. Juice. So a little bit of lead up into this story. The NBA had some rule changes at the beginning of this year. Mm. Um. There were changes against certain, like, offensive maneuvers that would create fouls, so those maneuvers would no longer be fouls. So it's been – the NBA has kind of leaned towards the defense and said, like, you know, we're going to side with you here, defense. Like, we're going to side with the defense. We're going to, like, remove these fouls. Yep. Um, And in doing so, basketball became a little bit more physical. Yep. The refs, however, have kind of – all seemingly agreed that, like, not only are they not going to call those fouls, but they're also not going to call many fouls at all. Mm, Right. Yeah. So the NBA as a whole has become more physical. And Mm -hmm. let me say, fun to watch. Mm. Fun to watch. At the price of injustice. At the price of injustice. It's not fair, but it is fun. Mm. Um, And so, you know, teams have been getting more physical. Games have been getting more physical. There's been a lot more pushes, a lot more bumps, a lot harder fouls. And it's created some good old-fashioned basketball animosity. Mm. And You're we, absolutely your bread and butter. Oh, man. I love when teams your don't like each other. Your dream of what the NBA could be. Uh, I love when teams don't like each other. Um, and we saw a little bit of that in a in a game. I think it was Jazz Pacers. It was Jazz Pacers. Mm. Um, the two big men, Miles Turner and Rudy Gobert. Uh, I th- I think big men are pretty used to being fouled. Yeah. Just because you know you're big, if you get the ball down low, what's the team gonna do but like slap your arm? Yeah. But now you can slap a dude's arm, and don't nobody care. No. So these two guys were getting physical in the post, just huge men. Yeah. Just you know fouling each other and not getting called for it. Um. And eventually, one of them had enough. I can't really say which one. I don't remember. Um, but they got into, like, a brutal hug match. Oh. It was an ugly fight to watch. Yeah. It was not so much a fight as much as it was an angry little embrace. tussle. Oh, not even that. Barely a tussle. Mostly just angry embrace. Mostly just an angry embrace. Okay. And um, these two guys 
you know, roughed each other up a little bit, emptied the benches. Um, there were some, what's it called? Yelling? There was some yelling. There was some disqualifications. Ejections is what they're called. There were some ejections yes. in that game. Um, I think Miles Turner was ejected. Um, Rudy Gobert was ejected. Donovan Mitchell jumped in like a good teammate and got ejected. Mm. Um, actually, I think Joe Ingles jumped in like a good teammate and got ejected. Whoops. Um, and I think that Donovan Mitchell actually just kind of yelled from the bench and didn't actually get up. Mm. Anyway, that's there were some ejections. There was some angry hugging. Um, that sound you just heard was the video. I just pulled it up to refresh. And, yeah, there, was, there wasn't there was a lot of violence, but there was a lot of anger. Yeah. Anyway, all that is to say that, you know, animosity and fights are becoming more common. Yeah. And perhaps the most entertaining fight we've seen so far this year is Nikola Jokic versus Markeith Morris. Oh, I believe it's Marquez. Markeith. No, you're right. Oh, that was a total guess. It's tough because they look the same. The way twins set up? The way twins are set up. Yeah. In the way they did their tattoos. In the way their tattoos set up. Um, yeah, Nikola Jokic versus Markeith Morris. So what happened was basketball fights back and forth. Mm. Um, Markeith had a pretty tough, like a pretty hard foul on um, Jokic. Like it was not okay. Yeah. Definitely not okay. Like shoulder checked him at midcourt. Right. Yeah. Just you don't do that uh-uh. kind of foul. Um, Jokic then shoved Markeith in the back, which yep. is also not okay. But Can't not with that. his arms, with his shoulder. With his shoulder. It did was, he shoulder him in the back? He, yeah. Like, bumped him in the back? No, I mean, he did shove him, you're right. It's just that the way he did it was funny. Oh, I didn't notice that. It was like, I have, you know, my arms are like three and a half feet long, but I'm going to use my shoulder to push you. I guess for very hard anger. In, I guess for anger. I guess for anger. He had anyway. the ball in his hand. Oh, okay, that might too. So Could have dropped it though. Could have dropped it for sure. Um, so Jokic has a f- what looks like a foul on um Bam Adebayo, the play before Bam Adebayo went up for a layup. Jokic kind of slapped his hand. Should have been a foul. Wasn't a foul. Um, Jokic then gets the rebound. Comes down the court. Gets a um, overhead, like, outlet pass. Um, during the pass, Keefe shoulder checks him in the torso. Um, and after that, Jokic shoulder checks Keefe yeah. in the spine. Yeah. Like, neither of them are basketball plays. No, absolutely not. There no. were, like, three consecutive non-basketball plays here. Um, the bench is empty. There's fights. There's shoving. Jimmy, shouting, shouting. Jimmy Butler yells Threats. from the bench. Whole lot of talk. Whole little, yeah, action. Little it's much. basketball. Like yeah. that's how it is. Yeah, like meet me outside is what Jimmy said, and he pointed outside. Mm-hmm. And then he sat he back like, down on his chair. Yeah. Then he was like, "I'm gonna go get some Gatorade. Do you have a Gatorade for me?" Right. It's these guys make millions of dollars. They're not actually gonna. They're yeah. not actually gonna do that. <clears throat> um, which Rudy Gobert pointed out, which is funny, because it's Rudy Gobert. It is funny. So, this altercation happens, and then after the game, 
um, Markeith Morris gets on Twitter and he's like, yada 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 yada. Yeah. Nick like, Lee. I'm mad. Ah, uh, you can't do that. Yeah. Can't can't mess with me. Morris's aren't punked. Yeah. And then his brother gets on Twitter and is like, I concur. Yeah. Yada 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 yada. Um, the Jokic brothers. This then, is the best part. The Jokic brothers, Nikola Jokic's brothers. Important to distinguish this: not his brothers on their separate Twitter accounts as no. human beings. Their brothers on a joint Twitter account that they created just for this Specifically purpose. Specifically for this reason, they respond to the Morris at Jokic brothers. At Jokic brothers, let me see if I can pull up the tweet. It is important to um. It's important to note that the Jokic brothers do not have a Twitter prior to this. I don't know if they mm-hmm. have individual Twitters prior to this, but they, um, as Riley pointed out, make a Twitter. At Jokic Brothers, no profile picture. It's just the egg. Yes. Okay. Did you, did you find it? I did. Okay, go on. Um, they re- respond to Marcus Morris, who is talking about the situation, and says, you should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, oh, if you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you, Jokic brothers. Yes, not now. It's important to distinguish here. <laughs> it's not Dante did not just read the name of their account again. They signed the end of their tweet, Jokic brothers. Not like a return and then sign it or like love Jokic brothers. It's like just the at the sentence. end of the sentence, they said Jokic brothers. And this is from Jokic brothers at Jokic brothers. Yep. With the profile picture is just the egg. Just the egg. Just there the is no Twitter egg. Picture. I heard that they only follow Jamal Murray. <laughs> 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 that's the, that's all they, that's all, that's all it is. Um, unconfirmed, <laughs> but that's what I've heard. Anyway, they hate each other, and the Jokic brothers, I know for sure, have already purchased their tickets to the next Nuggets Heat game. And when is that? End of November. November 29th. So soon. It's literally next week. One week after. Yeah, it's in like a week, a couple weeks, maybe. I am so excited for this game. It's going to be probably a letdown. It probably will be, but it has the potential to be explosive yeah because these teams are both like have this game circle on the calendar these are two and these are two good teams yeah contenders it is not uh, impossible to imagine a final series it's pretty fun to imagine it actually Pretty fun to imagine it um also Jokic. oh they both were ejected from the game who else was ejected was jimmy ejected um Jokic was suspended for the next game Morris and Butler got fines. It's tough. Obviously, Jokic's reaction is huge. Yeah, you can't do that. The initial foul by Morris is bad. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, And Jimmy being crazy is bad. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't do that. However, uh, I'm really I mean, glad they did. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. That, well, sure. Yeah. Um, entertainment. But I feel like what Jokic did was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, especially like seeing the way the that like his neck snapped back and everything. Yeah, I went back and I rewatched the play. I watched the whole thing, mm-hmm. and you know, Jokic probably fouls out of bio. It's not 
it's not like a blatant, flagrant foul. Yeah. It's a probable foul. Just a foul. Like Common maybe. foul that didn't get called. Right. Um, then Morris runs from the other side of the floor to mm-hmm. the middle of the floor and just full speed puts his shoulder into Jokic's sternum. Mm-hmm. Which is something you do in like third grade recess? I'd say second or third grade, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I did it one time. I got in big trouble. Okay. I, I shoved a kid because he shoved my friend. It was bad. Mm. Did you get ejected? Um, I got sent a timeout, so yeah. So yeah. Basically. Pretty much. The reason why I brought this up, or the reason why this is on the sheet, is because I wanted to ask you, Riley, mm-hmm. all three Jokic's versus the Morris brothers and Jimmy Butler. Who do you got? <sighs> That's tough. It's really, it's harder than I thought it would be. And it's funny, Jokic's brothers, I mean, they're not small guys. Um, those are big men. However, only one of those three guys is an NBA player, mm-hmm. um, and he is not really like a super, I mean, he's tall, but he's not the most. I wouldn't call him toned. Yeah, I wouldn't call him toned. Marcus and Markeith Morris have been scaring NBA players for their entire career. Um, made a living out of it. Made a living out of it. Jimmy Butler, I feel like is, for the most part, he's, at this point, he's pretty tame. But for a lot of his career, quite the loose cannon. He's seen, Jimmy Butler seems cool. He seems fun. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like the guy you want to be on the right side of. Yeah. For he sure. did use the Timberwolves third stringers to beat the Timberwolves starters one time just because he was mad. Mm. Just out of anger. Yeah. And um, and that's probably like I mean that's that's pretty tame. Yeah. Not that he's done anything crazy. That's not like fighting or violent. Mm-mm. But the fact that you can do that is kind of scary because yeah. it's the Timberwolves, and it's their third stringers. Just some guys, really. Just some guys. Trainers. And the thing about Jimmy is he has access to a lot of hot coffee. That he does. And that could... I mean, I'm not saying he'd bring that into a fight, but I am saying if it came down to it. He might bring that into a fight. I would call him toned as well. Oh, I would call him toned. Can't speak about Marcus Morris right now, but I assume he looks exactly like Markeith as he normally does. Um, the and twin setup. Both of them, I mean, they're, they've been chippy guys their whole career. They've been chippy guys when they were at Kansas. Mm-hmm. I assume they were chippy guys when they were in high school and, and as children. Um, maybe it started later. Who knows? Who knows? But... I, I feel like I would take Jimmy and the and the Morrises. I however, however, there is a European dynamic to the Jokic's. The thing is, I don't know if the Jokic's. I was talking to Tim about this earlier. Okay, it seems like the Morris brothers are saying we're here to fight. Yeah, it seems like the Jokic brothers are communicating. We are here to take your fingers and go home. And you go to your home, and we will go to our home with your fingers. Yeah, you mean like literal? Like we are, like we intend to separate your fingers from the rest yes. of your body. Okay. So it seems like one group here is showing up for like a fight, like a fist fight. Yeah, we're gonna throw hands. They're not gonna throw hands. Yeah. But hypothetically, that seems to be how they're talking. Have you by chance seen Umbrella Academy? I have. Oh, thank goodness! You know the Swedish brothers. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of about the route I'm going in yeah. my head now, the way you're talking now. That is how I feel, kind of. Yeah. Just because of, like, first of all, they made a Twitter for this. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed it. And I know that that's not in itself an aggressive act, but that's, to me, saying, like, 
we want you to know. Yeah. Like, we're not going to subtweet. We're not going to beat around the bush. This is no. the Jokic brothers. Yeah. And we have already bought our tickets. Yeah. So please feel free because we'll take your fingers. Yeah, we'll take them. And also, the fact that they're not very literate in social media, like, kind of culture and how we do things is scarier. It is kind of That's scary. a scary thing. That's a scary trait of people to have. That and the fact that they are not millionaires. Mm-hmm. And won't be fined millions of dollars. And don't have much to lose. And don't you have think much about to it. lose is what I'm, it's what I'm getting yeah. at. So I hope this fight doesn't happen. Anyways. Um, anyways. <laughs> fun things from last week. Warriors. Warriors. You want to talk about the Warriors first? Or do you want me to? Looks like you have something to say. What a pity it is. To be a Brooklyn Nets fan. I am sorry. I mean, I'm sure you've had people going off on you all week if you're a Nets fan. But, wow. The Warriors absolutely smacked the Nets into submission. Steve Nash, after the game, Nets head coach said, we're not in the same category as them. The Warriors. Whoa. Clay Thompsonless Warriors. Jeez. He said that we are not in the same category as them. Oh my goodness. Yes. I didn't even know that. He said that. Steve Nash said that in the postgame press. That's okay. like that's like Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant used to be teammates. They now are not teammates. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant went and like almost like got himself a new girlfriend in James Harden. And that other guy. And that other guy who's, you know, not playing. But it's like Kevin Durant and James Harden, they're like working out the relationship. And in comes Steph Curry with his new girl, which is his new team. And they just walk by. And Kevin Durant's girl basically was like, they're more attractive than me. Mm. Like, you, like you left you left them for me and you've made a mistake in doing so. Yeah. Because I am not in the same category as them. And it's like because Clay is in there, it's like. And they're, they're only more attractive better. than me, but like this is just and they're not even at the most. They're in like sweats. Yeah, like they're more attractive than me, and they are literally not trying to be. Yeah. Um. Tough. Um. Listen, Steph. <laughs> insane game. Twenty nine minutes, thirty seven points. That's thirty seven, seven and five. Um. You know, listen. They only won by eighteen, but um, oh, I think that fourth quarter i mean like steph only played 27 minutes so i'm assuming he didn't really even touch the floor in the fourth quarter um the warriors outscored them 35 to 18 in the third quarter third quarters uh it's kind of what wins games a lot of the time that's how yeah, i feel especially for the warriors they've always been a good third yes third quarter team. um and for the nets too i feel like a lot of the nets games i've watched if they don't win the third quarter it's not looking too good um other guys when Andrew Wiggins has 19 points, yeah, it's not looking good for you. Jordan Poole had 17, too. So. I did watch a little bit of this game, and right before halftime, like six minutes before halftime, mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins forgot he was Andrew Wiggins and started hallucinating that he was Kevin Durant. Oh. And started pulling up over people just constantly, and it worked. He possesses it. He possesses it. Not right before always. halftime, he pulled up from like the right wing from three – and just just splashed it splash i think that's 
kind of part of what like drove the Warriors' third quarter push because like you know it was kind of close up until that point. And Andrew Wiggins mm. was Andrew Wiggins just like bumped his head and was like, "Oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm prime Clay Thompson." Yeah, I guess that's me right? with with shot creation. Yeah, and then he acted like it. And speaking of Clay. Likely to be back by the end of the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking. People are talking about him being back for Christmas Day, um, which will be super exciting. He's gonna. It's not like it's a free agent who's got to like fit back in. It's like a guy who's the scheme is made for fitting back into that scheme. Um, it's gonna be scary. It is. Win now. Speaking of being back. Zion Williamson is cleared to re- return or to resume like running and contact stuff, activities. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Pelicans have been, how should I put this? Abysmal? Horrendous. Mm. Is there a worse one? I don't, let me look up, let me try to find a word. Terrifyingly what is sad. Worst <clears throat> Pitiful. Word. <laughs> What is the worst word is what you Googled? <laughs> moist, says Google. The Pelicans have been no moist. Absolutely moist without Zion. Um, they haven't been great with him. Are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> they haven't been great with him, but without him, just moist. And so... Um, there was a whole debacle... Before the begin, before the season, where the Pelicans were like, "Hey, come buy Pelican season tickets and see our incredible rookie, our incredible young guy," and you know, people bought season tickets, and then the Pelicans were like, "He's actually gonna be hurt for a while, for a little bit." Yeah, and not to make things worse, but he might be really out of shape. Also, he might be hurt for a little bit longer than we said last time. Yeah. Um, all of those things did happen. But with Zion, like, resuming workouts, it seems like, you know, the end of the moisture in mm. New Orleans is on the, the horizon. The end of the moisture on, of New Orleans is on the horizon. It's on the horizon. Maybe, maybe. There's some of the things that they've already, like, thrown this season. They've already. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, they started 1-11. Yeah. Maybe. Probably 1-11. I feel like they're one in eleven, and it's just—it's not good. There's no silver lining. Yeah. Um. Who they are two and fourteen right now. Two and fourteen. Yeah. Yikes! You know what they should do? What should they do? And this will lead us right into our new segment, mm. Swaptions. Oh. So what we, this segment is basically helping an NBA team that's struggling, struggle less. Um. So it wasn't long ago that the Hawks actually were struggling. They've kind of sure. turned it around recently with three straight wins. Um, but the Hawks were struggling. They needed some offense outside of Trey Young. John Collins looked like the best off-ball threat in the league at the mm-hmm. time. Still kind of does low-key, but we'll get into that later. Um, so the Hawks needed a shot creator beside Trey. New Orleans needed literally anything. To convince Zion to stay. Yeah. So I came up with this trade. And I mean, this is like the bones of a trade. Yeah. The Hawks receive Brandon Ingram. 
The Pelicans receive Cam Reddish oh. and Danilo Gallinari. I think that the Pelicans do this trade for two reasons. Until I come up with more. Mm-hmm. One, Danilo Gallinari is very, very good at basketball. Mm-hmm. He's the best I've ever seen at using his space. He doesn't create space. He just uses the space that's there, yeah. even when that's none. Um, he can space the floor for Zion. Um, he can. He's the kind of guy you can throw the ball to, and he'll get just get a bucket. He'll just receive one. He can also. He's at the point of his career where he's almost more valuable as a locker room guy than as a player. Yeah. Although he's pretty capable as a player as well. Sure. Second reason, Cam Reddish is only getting better. He's a budding shot creator in Atlanta. He's averaging like 16 points a game this year after two years of offensive mm. badness. Yeah. Um. He's also friends with Zion Williamson. They played together at Duke. I forgot about that. Yeah. And with the rumors that Zion might want to leave, you know, now he has a friend who he trusts and yeah. has played with who's going to grow alongside him to become, you know, his number two. So I think for the Pelicans, that makes some sense. Yeah. I think the Hawks do this because Brandon Ingram is good at basketball. He's good at basketball. Um, would help now. Would help right now. And also, I think he's like 23. Wow. So he fits the timeline. He's line. definitely young. Um, the only issue, well, there's two issues. Hawks side, Brandon Ingram needs the ball. Um, how much ball do we have to go around? We, we I think we have ball to go around. I think we do, low key. Um, so I think that might be okay, but it's just a concern. Uh, Pelican side, I think it makes sense with Cam. Uh, Danilo is just kind of like a you know veteran. You tack on to the deal to make it make more sense, money wise. Um, I would hate to lose Gallo. Um, I think too. he helps us so much in the playoffs yeah. Um, and just like the, how calm he is, but also just how he can come in and help when he needs to. Here's the thing, though. What does Gallo do to help? Like in playoffs? Yeah. I felt like last year, I can't remember what series it is now. I feel like the Sixers series for sure, definitely the Knicks series, he got some really crucial buckets, like fourth quarter buckets that we needed, needed to win. Um, regular season, not very helpful. Not very much. And it's still it's one of those locker room guys who I think we need yeah. right now because we are very young. We have John, who I'm, who I think is a great leader. I we think. also have Clint. Yeah, we that's have true. Bogey, um, Lou Will. Bogey, Lou Will. That's true. I, I wonder. I don't know how much pull Gallo has in that locker room, but I, I feel like he has. He fits in. He's helpful. Um, for the Pelicans, it makes sense. Punt. Punt. Yeah, punt. Grab Cam Reddish and punt. Let him let Cam Reddish develop, and then just like try again next season. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, hope that Zion is still Zion. He's still Zion, which now he has someone to like that he you know played honestly his best basketball so far with. Yeah, and that was at Duke. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's someone he knows. Yeah, someone who's under contract there for a little bit longer. And someone who's worse than Brandon Ingram. And someone who's worse than Brandon Ingram. So and your draft pick this year yeah. is better. Yes. Um, I think that Gallo is so helpful in the playoffs because he's the kind of guy who, like, when they double tray and then deny him the ball, you can just yeah. throw the ball to Gallo and he'll get you an emergency bucket. Yeah. I think Brandon Ingram is that souped up. Hmm. Like, if, you know, Trey can't be Trey, you need the ball somewhere else, Um, you throw the ball to Brandon Ingram, some good things are going to happen probably. Yeah. So that is 
So that is um, the debut of our new segment, Swaptions. Swaptions. Trading. Trading. I now. have high hopes for this segment. Now. To the segment that I never have high hopes for. The segment you have all been waiting for. This week's Sleeper Sleeper of the Week. Here we are. Here we are. Riley, you got anything? Um, I don't really want to talk about last week. I played, um, I think Josh is the best team in the league. Big Yams. Big Yams? At least yeah. top three team. Yeah, um, top three team. I played him, got absolutely demolished. Let me check what the score was. I don't have a chance. It shows Josh's team and the little banner where he's at literally has flames on it. Um, he had <laughs> 293 of a projected 250, and I had 163 of a projected 225. Um, oh Kyle Lowry really helped me out this week. Um, I picked just a terrible game for him. Uh, what was supposed to be 50% looking like his best game against Denver. He had no points, negative seven fantasy points. Oh my God. Um, and then I also had another negative, which was Blake Griffin, who <laughs> got me negative five points. I keep trying to tell you, I will trade you a better small forward. Yes, but you want so much you're desperate of what I want. I am desperate. I will say it again. Give me a month, two months. Has it not? It's been four weeks already. Give me more months, and I'll be okay. We're running out of months. I'm not running out of months. Doesn't seem like it's going to be okay. Okay. Anyways, listen. This week I'm playing Kinsey Steerwalt. Um, Kinsey, I'm coming for you. I'm going to win. I want to win so bad. <laughs> Please let me win. <laughs> Um, I'm playing Jared Rockwell this week. Number one team Ooh, in the league, Jared that's Rockwell. Tough. Yeah, but I got helped out a little bit by my good friend Jeremy Grant. Okay. Who put up seven points, three of ten shooting, two point four one fantasy points this week. Okay. And other good friend Derek Jones Jr., also known as Airplane Mode by some. Oh. Um, how many? Seven point seven eight fantasy points out of a projected 17 hmm. um now good friend john collins did put up 38 fantasy points mm. and that's more than he was supposed to put up and fred van vliet underperformed al horford underperformed julius randall took 11 shots and 10 of them were threes for whatever reason in a loss to orlando in a home loss to orlando mm-hmm. let me back up um but luckily, Nikola Jokic did me a huge solid by p- putting up f- 64 fantasy points. So we'll see what happens in the upcoming week. Shout my sleeper sleeper for the week. Oh. And this was going to be my pick last week, and so I'm kind of glad we didn't do a show last week because this guy turned out to be exactly what I thought he was going to be. Oh. Taylor Horton Tucker, who I just oh. grabbed off the waiver wire. THT. THT. He's been, he was hurt the first couple of games, by which I mean all but the last three. Oh. But in the last three, he's put up 21 fantasy points, 38 fantasy points, mm. and 46 fantasy points. Wow. And um, he's his role expanded since LeBron was out. And even though it looks like LeBron might return soon, um, the Lakers have no reliable guard creation. Sorry, Russ. Oh. But it's not. It's not you. So in the three games he's played, he's averaging 23 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block, just about. 
and he's being started in 10% of leagues. Hmm. If you're starting, or if um, you're listening to this, and you are in Cold Takes Escapism, sorry. I'll be holding on to Taylor Horton Tucker. Hmm. Um, but if you're not in that league, if you're playing fantasy basketball in some other medium, grab him. Do Go what you can. Up. Trade who you can. The reason why I'm saying this is because, first of all, Russell Westbrook is not looking like... 2017 Russell Westbrook, seeing as how mm. it is not 2017. It is not, I heard. Um, second of all, LeBron James is not playing. Third of all, LeBron James is coming back soon, and that can help Taylor Horton Tucker because he's 20 years old, and if the Lakers get to the point where they start blowing teams out and they need to put in their bench, yeah. he's going to be on that bench, and he is a bucket. And so it can only be good. Either either the Lakers Either LeBron isn't playing and Taylor Horton Tucker takes up some of, you know, that usage, some yeah. of those minutes, yeah. or LeBron is playing, the Lakers start to blow teams out, and Taylor Horton Tucker gets in. Becomes just better. So it's a win win for me. For you. For me. And that's my sleeper sleeper of the week. That is it. Um, my sleeper sleeper, <clears throat> it's gonna be Jared Vanderbilt. Ooh. A wolf. Okay. A wolf. Um, I just picked him up, literally as we've been talking, uh, <laughs> because I realized I don't want Blake Griffin to play for me anymore um, this week. I'm just going to move to the bench. I'm not giving it away. However, if anyone wants Blake Griffin, please let me know. Probably no one. Yeah, that's what I've got. Sleeper, big dum-dum of the week would be Kyle Lowry mm, for me. Big um, dum-dum. Stinks because every of his other games, he got like 30 fantasy points besides the one where he got negative seven. I wonder if he got ejected from that game. I don't think he did. You don't think he did? No. He probably. I just went over six with three turnovers. I really can't. I don't. I really can't answer that for you. Yeah, that's fine. Well, hopefully we can be helped out. And hopefully we helped you out today in some way. Real quick. Go on. Sleeper Sleeper 2. Oh. Of the week. Rudy Gay, back from injury. Um, He's going to be playing for the Utah Jazz. He's going to be playing a crucial role as being a potential power forward slash small ball five with the Jazz have never had in a reliable capacity. Hmm. When they take out Rudy Gobert, they put in another lumbering big guy in Hassan Whiteside. Uh And Rudy Gay is going to soak up a ton of those minutes, letting the Jazz play freer and faster and with more space, which is exactly what Donovan Mitchell wants. So... Sleeper sleeper number two, also on my team, Rudy Gay. Oh. Just cool. i throw that in there. It's almost feels like this ter- this segment has just kind of turned into Dante flexing and me... Um, Stretching? Unflexing? Mo- moist. Self-depreciating? Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Team, I don't know. Team depreciation. Kind of like Steve Nash did after that Warriors game. Yikes. Well, well, we hope that uh, you've enjoyed this little hour with us. We really do hope it. We really enjoyed it with you. We did. It was great. Please don't leave us. Whoa. Or do. I, I, I understand if you do. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, Feel free to, don't, don't do it, though. Feel free to not do it, though. Yeah. I'm not sure what would happen because the music is going to play and then we'll be gone. Right. But you can still, like, think about us. But don't think about us, like, weird, like, for too long. Think about us, but, like, you know. Yeah. No, a decent, like, an appropriate amount. You know when it gets weird. You know when it gets weird. You know yourself. You know your limits. Anyways. Anyways. 
Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to go and check out our NFT shop. You can go buy... Um, I can't really buy anything, but you can give us money for it. Which I guess is buying. Yeah, it's more like about it. the idea of something. And all you want is just the satisfaction of purchasing something. So we kind of both win in that. Yeah, if you're buy happy, buy from us. Yeah, buy from us. Buy from us. Let's flood the market with nothing. What would a Coltec NFT be? Probably the intros. That's probably the best part of the show. To yeah. Where I was thinking we should sell the NFT of Jokic and Morris's fight. Oh, like the yeah, the, the video clip that's on YouTube. Oh, we should <laughs> we should sell the NFT of someone else's content. Yeah, because yeah. they do that. That's what NBA NFTs are. They're just clips from YouTube. This is quickly becoming another podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>